You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 189 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Malisha. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I feel like I haven't talked to you, spoken to you about I ages. know, I know. <laughs> That's because you've been jet-setting around the world again. Where have you been? Go on, tell us. <laughs> so I've been in Bali, but this time it was a little bit different. We went to um, a couple of the smaller islands, uh, Lombogan and Chenigan, uh, and it was amazing. Very rustic uh, and kind of unspoilt. So if you oh. are nearby and it's an easy trip for the listeners, I would recommend going. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. It's like... Uh, <laughs> Uh, for the makeup artist I was with, my friend just kept saying, it's like Gilligan's Island. It's <laughs> like, you know, right. you imagine. So it's very, uh, it's still quite rustic and there are uh, nice hotels and nice accommodation, but you can see it's about to go off and it'll be oh, really? like, you know, in a few years it'll be. Off big, in a good way. Big, in a good way, but it's right. still right now it's quite um, – Lot, you know what? Lots of yoga beach babes. <laughs> it was just like there was this uh, demographic. You saw a lot of uh, sort of 28 to 35-year-old uh, um, yoga lovers on the island, very calm, very peaceful, very beautiful, and, and just the scenery was just jaw-droppingly beautiful. So, so what to do? Well, we had a shoot. We had a shoot for, uh, I keep forgetting what they're called, like sarongy things that you wear over <laughs> your swimsuit. And I also, right. uh, while I was there, I did a whole heap of uh, tutorials for the gold members. I've been Ooh. playing around a lot with working, uh, uh, replicating sunlight, but outdoors. Mm. So we fi- we filmed a lot of that. So we'd be in um, – in the rice fields in Ubud and we did them like, Mm. you know, in the middle of nowhere, just like just recreating sunlight or using it as fill but working uh, in a really simple and light way using speed light. So so that's pretty much what we did and rode around a lot on – had a little Vespa. Uh, there was one scary day where I took a wrong turn and ended up on the freeway, which I vow never to do here. And then suddenly oh I'm twenty. Like, oh my god! Oh, so, but we we made it. We made it. Were you right. with Bo? Was she on yeah, the back? Yeah, she was oh on the back. God. And and Bo is so relaxed on the back that yeah. the whole like we get back, but like we it's a four hour ride to wherever you go. I've got my camera bag is in the front. Um, 
you know, between my legs there. She's on the back and mm. I get back and she's like, oh, look at this photo. Look at that. I'm like, when did you do that? She's like, off the back of the bike. So she's hanging <laughs> off the back of the bike. And then not only photos, she's taking selfies back there. <laughs> <laughs> so she's got the whole trip recorded because oh. you're not going that like uh, around the island it's kind of quite quite but it's slow going it's not like you're yeah. going uh, at a very dangerous pace but she's that relaxed that yeah the selfie queen oh Loving my her. god <laughs> but she was getting like you, you'd go by these amazing and i'm thinking wow i should stop and get that no i better get to the location meanwhile no nah, foe's already got the shot <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Good on up. Yeah. What have you been doing? <laughs> what have I been doing? Oh, goodness me. Since I last spoke to you, um, I did a shoot. I didn't do the shooting. I produced the shoot. Um, and uh, that was fun. Um, I, one of the things, one of the my aims in it was to because I had to get so many things done on the shot list yeah. so I had to find a location where I could have lots of sets and yeah. um uh in close proximity because I needed lots of variety but I had a limited time well you know I had to complete it in a day basically and I had um set heaps and heaps of shots um so I found a co-working space and I thought to myself, oh, well, I bet you a lot of these people don't work on the weekends. So I got access to it on the weekend where there was yeah. hardly any, hardly anyone there. Uh, only two people were there the whole day and they weren't even there for that long and they went out for lunch for most of it. And so because it was a groovy co-working space, you know, it was like being uh, being able to shoot at Google or something. There yeah, yeah, we yeah, had, yeah. We had lots of different sets in one floor. I mean, we could have accessed several floors, but it would have been too hard to carry the gear. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was really good. So that's something for some photographers to think about because co-working spaces these days aren't like boardroom clinical serviced offices like they used to be. Yeah. They're really funky and hipster and colourful. There's art on the walls. There's lots of different, you know, types of furniture. So we shot in a lounge. We shot in a fluffy hanging chair. We shot at a standing desk. We shot in a boardroom. We shot in a kitchen. We could shoot at the reception area shot near the beer, um, you know, lots of options. Um, yeah, and day, good daylight, Val. Yeah, so I did actually look at a couple of, you know, a variety of co-working spaces and some don't have good daylight. Uh, so yeah. obviously I, I crossed them off, but I chose one that has had as much daylight as I could find and also um, had a balcony so you could get that city shot with the, yeah. you know, um, tall buildings in the background down the street. Um and so, yeah, I think that's something that perhaps is an untapped location market for some photographers. That's a great a idea thought. for headshots, corporate headshots and things yeah. like that where you want a unique and you've got like five, six, seven backgrounds all within, you know, a minute yes. of each other and you're not having to pack up your gear and move it around. Great idea. That's right. And some 
for if you're doing fairly, uh, you know, like headshots and lifestyley things, as opposed to product shots where you really need your own space, um, or you know, car shots or whatever, where you need a studio, um, if it might be an, a, a smart option as a freelance photographer to join a co-working space even as a hot desk option. You know how there's different levels of yeah. membership. Yeah. So you can just choose the basic level of membership so that you can just pop in there only when you do your shoots. Obviously, you need to be mindful of, you know, people who are there and working and stuff. But if you choose mm-hmm. the right co-working space with lots of space, the noise even doesn't matter, not that it's particularly noisy, but if you're not filming, you're just doing yeah. Yeah. stills it's actually quite a smart move i think good idea fell go yes, you. So I was exhausted by the end of it and i was as i was driving home the police pulled me over to random breath what? test oh, me because you look were you uh weaving all over the no, world all, all so. over the road. no they just had you know random breath test station and he <laughs> just and i was so exhausted and my feet hurt because you know i've been on my feet all day yeah. um and the police said um Hello, ma'am. Just stopping you for the purposes of random breath test. Have you had anything to drink today? And I just went, I wish. <laughs> so and I you and I went what? home and I had a drink. <laughs> you know what happens to me that I'm deeply offended by every time? What? You I get, get waved through. I get waved through every <laughs> single time. Why are you offended? I just go, what do you mean? What I don't look like I might have had a drink or I could have had it or might have had a drink. They just go, nah, go through. Okay. Nothing. Yeah, I, I think- slow down and everything and they go, no, nah, just keep going. I'm not even going to bother with you. They, they, if you slow down, they probably think, oh, my God, she wants a chat. I don't want to. <laughs> <can't be> <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about her type. Yeah. You know, I love a man in uniform, though. <laughs> I do know. Um, but that's another story. So let's move on. <laughs> what else has been happening this week apart from being waved through random breath testing? So I've had a, a few uh, very big shoots of very long hours, lots of retouching, and I've also uh, just before I got on the call with you, I've been working on a couple of uh, gold membership uh, tutorials. So I've been doing one on skin retouching, and I found an amazing uh, sharpening hack. So I've been doing these uh, whole series of little two-minute um quick uh, Photoshop uh, tutorials as well. And then I've got another one on uh, working on location with speed lights. So lots going on there. Lots, That's great. Goldies. And uh, <laughs> obviously these, these tutorials are going to appear in the gold community. And for members of the gold community, you have access to all of these awesome tutorials. There's a whole library full of them that Gina has created. Plus also a week, I mean, a, a monthly Ask Me Anything Mastermind with Gina, a private Facebook group. So you can ask uh, Gina all of your questions. I'm in there too. If you want to ask me some business related questions about the business of photography and um, just some, and, and access to courses and exclusive offers as well. So if you want to find out more about the gold community, then make sure you go to ginamilitia.com and um, click on join the community. So we also have a shout out to Michael Dodge, one of our listeners. Is that right? About a handheld LED wand. 
Oh. Yes. So he, uh, I'm uh, giving Michael the MacGyver of the Week Award this I week. And that. so uh, Michael emailed me this. So if you aren't in our Facebook podcast community group uh, and you want to email me a question, uh, you can send that to news at com, and that's exactly what Michael did. And he was saying that uh, there is a um, – so imagine if so if I'm going to describe it to the listeners, it looks like a lightsaber, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> the looks only just way to like describe a lightsaber. It. Yeah. yeah. So um and this kind of uh wand light, they they're they've been pretty trendy for a while. They they give a very nice light and actually uh for for a portrait they're nice. You just ho- hold them up so they're parallel to the ground in front of you, just above the head of your model, and they mm. they, they put a nice little glow over the face and it's mm. continuous lighting so you can use them uh you can have an assistant hold that good for filming or for still photography but they're the they, they, they can be quite expensive like you can get a mm. um a westcott one for 500 so michael decided to make his own and he made a, a diy version uh, for under 30 us 30 dollars using uh yes using an ultra fire thousand lumen led flashlight ah. and then he got a, a transparent tube which he's, he made that out of parchment paper and he sent me a photo of his uh, little creation there and i'm very impressed and i had um i found similar ones at um the reject shop or whatever you call them what's a universal word for reject shop um what what, what is it what would you call them those little cheap little it's not an op shop it's like uh yeah i like overstock overstock yeah so where you have you know everything's a five dollars and under and things like that so i've bought uh one of these myself for about five bucks i think and but i didn't i didn't macgyver it like michael did he his looks lovely mine looks a bit dodge so this you could easily pull this out on a shoot and not be like embarrassed and and like nor should you be like I've got gear I, I mix my gear I've got like you know it's high end and then I'll pull out much to the disgust and embarrassment of my assistants like the five dollar MacGyver mm. bit of cardboard that I've made because it's the only thing I know that blows the hair properly so I'm, I'm all about the MacGyver hack I love it so mm. well done Michael, this is a very cool hack. Yeah, absolutely. And yours does not look Dodge, even though your name is Michael Dodge. Oh. Uh, looks pretty good. I didn't All right. realize I'd said that. There you go. Yeah. And we'll put the image in the show notes, which, of course, you can find at ginamilitia.com. Now, we have a shout-out also to Isabel Hennig. Oh, is that because oh, Isabel has actually inspired this week's topic, mm. correct? Yes, she has. So, Isabel has said she would like some tips on how to get clients because she's been struggling finding new clients who are willing to pay a fair price or anything at all. Okay, that's a really good question. And I think that it's important to that she's one of the things Isabel has said is um, she's struggling to find new clients who are willing to pay fair price or anything at all. And I think what's important is to make sure you're targeting the right clients. But Gina, where shall we kick this off? All right. So um, I think, and, and this is something that uh, a lot of photographers struggle with and there's a constant conversation about this, uh, you know, in a, in a lot of forums that I'm in. So mm. I want to ask 
all the listeners if this sounds like you. So you've spent maybe the last, you know, few months or year making your website look beautiful. You've agonized over every image. You check your email, your messenger, your Twitter, your Instagram, your phone 50 times a day waiting for someone to reach out, or you've bought your Instagram followers, hashtag blessed, or your Facebook (laughs) followers, you're boosting your posts, you're getting some like, you may have, uh, you might be out there and you're, you're matching the prices of the lowest photographers out there or you're trying to slash your price to attract new clients. You may even go and you're shooting for free uh, and word get, but unfortunately um, word gets out and everyone that approaches you wants free photography. Or you might have started a newsletter because you're told that you should start a newsletter because that's going to attract new clients and three people are reading it. Uh, it's you, your mum and your dog and sometimes your mum doesn't always read it. Mm. So, And then you spend all your spare time online sort of comparing your work, your website and everything to other photographers and then that's making you doubt yourself and you're wondering, you know, if you should take the advice of some of the well-meaning friends who are saying that maybe you should go out and get a real job. So, <laughs> you know, I've we've all experienced these sorts of feelings. So um, I need to start with a quote, Val. Oh, my goodness, a quote. It's yep. been a while. I don't think I've quite had a quote for a while, Val. Don't be – I just saw you roll your eyes even though I can't <laughs> see you. I felt it. In my bones. So the quote is, you must give to get. You must sow the seed before you can reap the harvest. And that's from Scott Reed. So everyone is focused on like how do I find clients and what does farming have to do with finding (laughs) clients? And particularly at the moment, it's a saturated market, but it's always been a saturated market because when you're entering at entry level, of course, it's going to be saturated. And so what does farming have to do with that? Because everyone is usually focused on, oh my God, all I need to do, the, the reason I'm not getting the clients is because, you know, I just need to be better or I wasn't born into the right family or, you know, all of this, but it's all something that you have control over. And so what I believe, Val, is yes. to start with, uh, you've got to invest in playing the long game. And I think the important thing is to invest in the relationships. And this is aside from making sure that you are a decent photographer. So you are competent in the skills. The other things that you can start doing is investing in your relationships. So there is no such thing as an overnight success. It does take time, but it can happen quickly if you do all the right things. And most importantly, because – you're probably going to attract these kinds of things as you're getting out. You're going to hear the naysayers who are saying it can't be done, it can't be done, and there are so many of them. I read these posts all the time from bitter photographers who are saying, you know, I can't get the – they're just like naysayers, no good. So let's talk about what you need to do, and if you follow these tips, you will get work. And you will start to get paid uh, the kind of money that uh, you, you should be paid rather than competing on price and constantly um, slashing your prices till you end up paying people to let you photograph them. So 
to start with, say yes to everything, particularly in the early years. Just say yes. And so it might be that, yes, you want to be a uh, exclusive to a fashion photographer or you only want to shoot food and someone asks you to photograph their dog. Say mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Because the reason I say that is because you might photograph the dog but then it happens that the dog's owner or the dog's owner's wife may be an art director who then you get to know, you develop this relationship and there might be, it might be, uh, it might not be that day, but somewhere down the track they'll go, oh yeah, Dave, you photographed our dog. I've got seven houses that I now need photographed or something Mm. else. This is how it works, you know. So I think that's very important to invest in the relationships but do it um, playing the long game. Don't think that something that happens today is going to result in the job tomorrow. It might take, you know, three months, six months. You might not hear from them a year but it is that that investment and that's when it comes to that, that farming analysis that I gave when you plant the seed you have to water it you've got to fertilize it you've got to attend you know tend to it and then you've got to have faith that that seed will flourish eventually and grow and it's those early years where you prepare the soil if you do it all properly that 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 plant grows roots strong roots and it takes off and it'll look after you for a very long time but do you think you should say yes to everything regardless of the price? I'm a bit confused. Are you saying say yes to everything as long as the price is right or say yes to everything regardless of what the I'm yeah, the price I is? I think when you're starting out in the early mm. years, what you need and in that like I'm um, particularly in that first year that you're starting out, it's about doing everything to get the experience and develop Mm -hmm. those relationships. So this is about folio building and relationship building. So um, So say yes to everything as long as you're not out of pocket or even say yes to everything even if it takes you out of pocket? Okay. There has to be something in it in everything you do for you. So if it's a good opportunity and it's going to put you in front of the right people, you Mm. might shoot for cost. If it's a good experience but not necessarily a good opportunity and I would say like a good experience is say someone says, why don't you do a day of school photography with me, Mm -hmm. come and Mm -hmm. assist or something like that. Now that's not necessarily going to lead to anything but the experience of having to shoot hundreds and hundreds of people in a row in one day is a great way to hone your skills. So you weigh up what's in it for me. You're either going to get experience out of it or you're going to get uh, something that's going to look good in your folio or it's going to put you in front of someone that's worthwhile knowing and it's going to be a way of introducing you to 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 the right people all right okay got it so the other thing that i i stress is so important in this early when you're starting out is to not just give up your day job and say, all right, I'm not working anymore. I'm just a photographer. And then you have to, you know, you definitely have to say yes to anything, everything. What happens then is the whole energy around you and your photography changes and you've got that desperate energy because you need the work to pay the rent. So I recommend Mm. that it's important. We've talked about this before, Val, so I'll go through it quickly, is Mm. you keep your corporate sponsor, which is your part-time job. 
Mm-hmm. All right, or yep. you might have a yep. full-time job and you're doing, yep. you're building the photography on the side. But keep that because that is also the the job might be like I work nights in a restaurant. I know people that work in cafes. You know all sorts of different jobs. But that job that you have, the day job, the corporate sponsor is also going to be a lead to other connections. You can market to the people that you work for. It's like, hey guys, I'm also doing photography. I'm really into it. Can I shoot the company headshots. So that's also going to be a good lead. And it means that the rent is paid, you, your, your, your bills are covered and you can just focus on getting your photography right. You can focus on honing your skills and developing those relationships. So I think that's really important. Okay. That makes sense. All right. That's cool. So, now this, I got this quote out of Itonia, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you photographed Margot Robbie? Have I photographed her? Yes, many, yeah. many times. And she's yeah. beautiful. And I kept mm. saying to her when I first met her, and she would have been like, I think I knew her from maybe 16 to just before she went, uh, up until when she left for Hollywood, I said, you're just like amazing like the first (laughs) moment and everyone says that about her now that when she walks into a room she has Mm. that um energy about her that you just know she's got that star quality she's always Mm. had it Mm. and she just looked like she never belonged to this decade or this century she just like she's felt like to me her best uh decade would have been the 40s she was from Mm. another era complete class and an amazing girl Wow, Shame okay. she missed out. Congratulations on her uh, Academy I, Award nomination. I haven't so, watched the freaking Oscars yet. I, I haven't said anything. Say a word. I haven't. I've been staying away. Didn't have enough time, me. and I've kept it on. You need oh. to warn me. Need oh. to warn me. Sorry. All right. Anyway, go on. Um. <laughs> so I got the, <laughs> this quote from that movie: "Be a gardener, not a flower." Right, and mm-hmm. I know it's, we, we're just full of gardening analogies. So, okay, by that I mean, um, in every relationship, you're either a gardener or a flower. Now, the gardener okay. is the one that nurtures the relationship, that gives. You're a giver. All right, the flower yes. is the one that takes. <laughs> you just look good. So, <laughs> when you're out there and you're um, bringing yourself up and just in life in general you want to be the person that is uh useful and uh and and helpful and um generous with their content and you're giving stuff to people so you're you're the gardener you're helping people not just uh posting photos that look good so you're always very generous with your information when you're sharing your work you want to be telling the story about it when you're trying to connect with people you want to be finding ways that you can be uh, of use to them, of service to them and focus Mm. on the giving rather than what you're going to get from them. Just focus on the giving for now. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. All right. So now the the thing I the, like social media is fantastic, right? We, we, we all know that, but I think people get a bit, um, uh, 
think that it's the be all and end all about growing your business. And all you need to do is build a website, put these amazing photos out there, post every day to Instagram and, oh my God, the phone's been ringing off the hook. But unfortunately, it doesn't work like that because people forget about the social part in social media. And so we've also done an entire podcast, a few podcasts on this. So it's important that if you want social media to work for you, you need to remember the social part. So remember that like when you're posting to all these social media sites, you need to be social. So you're engaging with other people. You're uh, being of use to people that, that you need to, you want to get in front of and uh, like you're sharing their work and being social. So you're networking, not in a creepy way, mm-hmm. uh, in a good way. So uh, trying to be of service to other people. And on that networking, and because I think that this is the secret to success in any business, the ability to network, not mm. in a creepy way. Well, not in a creepy way. Kind of define that a bit more clearly. <laughs> so a creepy way to network is you would go to a networking event with 500 business cards yes. <laughs> and go up to everyone and uh, suddenly you're the flower, not the gardener. So you go up to everyone that you see, you go, hey, uh, I'm Gina. I'm an amazing photographer. I uh, Let me tell you about all the amazing things that I do. Let me tell you how good I am. Um, here, look at my photos. Look, 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 look. Me, me, look at me, look, look, look at me, look, 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 look at me. And then you give them a car. Okay, we get the point. <laughs> and you leave and you go to the next person and you do the same thing. Talk their ear off about you. Look at me, how yes. good am I? Let me tell you how good I am. Mm. What's the Australian, the ac- no, anyway, better not. Um, fig, <laughs> <jet>. <laughs> um, And you do that around the whole room. And yeah. they leave and nobody remembers you or they remember you as you're the creepy person that just talked about themselves all day. But yeah. the great way to network or the more authentic way to network is to maybe go to a networking event and find one person or two people and spend the entire night talking to them and engage in honest and authentic conversation and ask them all about what they do. Well, and I disagree about the one person in the whole night. Well, maybe not because one person, I don't but think that's not, a- not 500 people in the night and sure. just handing them a card. What Correct. would a number be for you, Val? I would well, do would one de- as the introvert. <laughs> <laughs> it would depend, obviously, on what comes naturally because you do need to have some kind of um, connection with that person. So I do think it is important. I agree that you should, shouldn't just talk all about them, uh, sorry, all about you. You should uh, ask them lots of questions and find mm. things of interest um, in their story and and be genuinely interested in what they have to say. But, for example, if they, you know, uh, don't want to be there or if you, um, if the conversation comes to a natural end, which it does, which it can, there's no point forcing yeah. it, I think you just say, excuse me, um, hope you don't mind, I just uh, um, have to, uh, um, you know, I, 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 I'm, I just like to mingle for a bit or, you know, thank you very much for the conversation, I might step out now. There's no need to stay with one person 
the whole yep. night at all. I think it is important yep. if you, the purpose of going to a networking event is to create networks is to mm-hmm. talk to more than that person. And I think the biggest mistake that people make is they often go with a friend, which is 100% fine to go with a friend to a networking event, but then you only talk to that friend all night and no. that kind of defeats the purpose. So make sure you go with the kind of friend who is happy to also then go and talk to other people. Um so, yeah, I, I agree. It can't be all about you, but I do think it's important to be a bit more effective than talking to one person. Yeah, fantastic. So that's uh, called networking analog style, right, where you yes. actually are in front of a person physically speaking to them, old school, right? My biggest and advice so- My biggest advice when you're networking yes. is pretend it's your party. So maybe if you've got nothing to do with the organization of it, but pretend it's your party in that, you know, welcome people, say hello as if it's your party. You don't have to actually, you know, be fraudulent or anything, but be yeah. welcoming as if it's your party and say, and introduce people to say, oh, so-and-so, have you met so-and-so? So yeah. pretend that you, you would do a similar things to a host or hostess and it then becomes a lot easier. So pretend it's your party and, and everything will fall into place. And you're very good at that, Val. You're very good at introducing people. I think that would be one of your networking skills, the way you do that, to make people feel comfortable. So, yeah, and I guess it has to be in a way that's comfortable for you. Um, But, yeah, great advice. All right, so that's the um, analog Analog style style. of, right, old school. and. Mm And like we said, the same applies to social media. So it's not enough to just create a website or Instagram and just hope that people are going to find you because that's like the equivalent of that. The old school way would be just to stand on a busy intersection with a photo above your head and yelling (laughs) out to strangers, do you like this? Do you? Do you? Do you like this? Which is what social media is. So you've got to be out there engaging like other people's work, comment on what they say, share their work, see if someone needs help or they're saying that, oh, I'm going to be in Melbourne and I'm not sure where's the good coffee and you happen to know the good coffee, you know, get in touch, tell them where the good coffee, hey, I know where there's a good coffee. You, You would be amazed what can come out of, showing other people that sort of generosity but without wanting anything in return, just being Mm. like a nice person and caring about the interest of other people um, goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so and I just want to tell you a, a little quick story about how this works and how like through my career, like these random meetings and just being interested in people. I love a chat. You know that Val. Um, <laughs> and I, like, I, you know, I, I, do like to engage and talk to people and get to know them and uh, find out about their life story. And I can't just do chit chat. I have to go deep with everyone. So there was like way, way back first studio that I had, there was a woman who was, it was like a large warehouse that was subdivided. So there was lots of businesses in the one building and down the Mm -hmm. corridor, there was this one, we'd bump into each other 
once a week and chat and chat and chat and, you know, I had little kids, she had little kids, talking, talking, talking. Then one day she tells me that, oh, yeah, I've got a uh, modelling agency now Do you, and uh, I know you guys are photographers, why don't we do some shots? So I do those shots mm. and then a year later she's like, we're still friends and we're still constantly, you know, emailing every now and then, hey, going, what's been going on? And then she decides to um, do this uh, speaking tour around Australia where she would take uh, key people in the entertainment industry and talk about how to break into the industry. So she's like, I want Mm -hmm. you to be the photographer on that. So I'm like, great, I'll do that. So we do that. And then on that tour, she brings another friend who I get to know and we're just hanging out, you know, backstage having coffees and I'm just finding out about her life, not related in industries in any way, but I'm just interested in her life, hearing about her life, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it turns out this person ends up being a um, an event planner or she wasn't at the time. She becomes one. And mm-hmm. the event planner then inv- in- introduces me to a socialite who needed photos, who asked me to do them for charity. I say yes, say yes to everything. That, that then – that relationship then becomes a book deal. Uh, that relationship then goes on to that person introducing me to another person who then throws a whole heap of business at me for the next 15 years. See how it works? Yeah, From yeah, the one great. Saying hello to someone in the corridor. Yes, very, very important. So being that gardener, not the flower, being interested in other people, you don't know. Everyone thinks that that job is going to come from a traditional source. It never does. It comes from relationships or people referring you to them, and and it's just because if they know you and like you, they will want to work with you, and that's that's just how the business works. People want to work with people that they like, and yes, yes, the work is important, but it's not everything. And so, if you are, yeah, consistent- here's this. Here's a perfect example for the, of this. So, I recently did a shoot. I, pre- I recently produced a shoot, as I mentioned, where um. I had a choice of working with, um, let's just say, let's just call them photographer A, <laughs> yeah, or and or 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 photographer B, yeah, and um, uh, photographer A was actually the better photographer, mm. but I purposely chose photographer B because um, photographer A was harder to deal with. Exactly. Because mm, I've got to spend all this time with somebody. Um, obviously, I'm not going to choose, say, photographer C, who might be, you know, great to deal with but has not, hasn't got quality. Yeah. You still need a certain level. But I, have, I purposely chose the, the photographer who I would um, – uh, who would be easier to deal with because it wasn't worth the high maintenance of photographer A. Exactly. And these are the conversations that go on all the time when someone is deciding which photographer to hire. So if someone's thinking of giving a five, going on a five-day shoot where there's travel involved, you're not going to be wanting to sit in the car with photographer A who's just a nightmare who, you know, for whatever reason is just difficult. It doesn't matter how good their work is. They're thinking, no, they're, yep. they're just I'd rather work with photographer B who's competent and does a really good job. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the thinking that goes on. So I think this mm-hmm. is 
so important to um, focus on developing those relationships. And, you know, when people like you and they like being with you, they love to refer you because um, what's the word for it when um, – the person, if someone refers someone to another person who is really good, it's like that person who refers that person gets some sort of social standing. What's the word for it, Val? What am I trying to say? Credits, you know. kudos. It's credit, kudos. Yes, it's like you look good in the eyes of the friends because you know this good plumber or, you know, oh, yeah. hey, I've got a guy that can do that. And, you, and so people love referring. So you yeah. want to be the person that other people are referring and um, that's how I get the majority of my work is through word of mouth it's just other people um, share me around and 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 talk about me and it's like um, Chris Kafaro who I interviewed Mm. was that last week show the week before Mm. it tells that great story about he got his break in the music industry photographing um, George Michael because he knew a makeup artist who he was best friends with, who he'd done a good job with, and then she ends up working with George Michael. George Michael needs a photographer. The makeup artist refers Chris. Chris gets the get, gets in front of George, does the shoot, they love him, and the rest is history. Mm. That's how it works. Yep, That's how it sure. works. All right. So some examples of this is like if you're just at the very beginning, you know, you haven't really worked for anyone, start small, start with your – start as with warm leads. Start with your friendship circle, mm-hmm. all right, and that's – you, you go through there, you ask – and you get to know them and, and you go further out within that circle. Go, as as Valerie said, go to networking events, make yourself known. And this should be a full-time job or you really invest that. And so you want to think about following up with maybe one person a day or just making sure that you keep in touch with people. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be a creepy thing. It's just like finding ways that you can be uh, useful to other people. Like you might happen to know that like someone that you met at a networking event happens to like a particular uh, kind of uh, like a golfer. Right, he talked about it on the night, like blah blah blah. I love this golfer, and then you're flicking through a magazine, and you notice that that golfer is going to be uh, uh, playing at a, a golf course near him. I'm just thinking of an example off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. So you you mm-hmm. find that piece of paper that says he's playing there, and you either take a screenshot and message that person, or send it with an email with a note. Hey, saw this, thought of you. Hope you're well. Cheers, and that's it. Like. There's all sorts of examples of like here, how can you be um, generous or offer something useful to another person? And that is without wanting anything back and this, and just grow the relationship in an organic way and, and sow the seed and water it and have, have um, faith that something somewhere down the track will come of that, you know, one day. So, and also, uh, um, find uh, people in your area like you you do and I'm and again I'm saying if you want to stand out in this saturated market everyone is emailing everyone is just doing um, blasts on social media or just doing advertisement and it's starting to get like 
it's hard to, to, to cut through in that market. Go go into your local community and approach the florist. Hey, do you, do you need any social media photography? I'm new to the area. Uh, can we do a, a styled shoot? You might want to try and find event planners in your area if maybe weddings are something that you want to get into and organize to do a styled shoot with them. And that might be something that you are collaborating with another stylist, a makeup artist, the models, and you do a styled shoot. And that might be something that you're not paid for, but it's folio, but you're in front of other people and it's a way of getting to meet other people. You might or, you want Or um uh I was talking to somebody the other day who has done a contra arrangement with a conference. So what he's going to do is he'll provide a number of photographic artworks you know he'll obviously blow them up and they're obviously really nice um Mm. to the conference and obviously the the artworks somehow are relevant to the conference i think it's to do with Mm. the fitness industry or something Mm. and um in exchange he gets a booth where he can display his photography and and artworks and all of the attendees get to see his booth there you go and and look at how many people you're meeting and it just yeah. t- took a little investment on your part, which should pay off for many years to come. So yeah, there are yeah. lots of uh, events like that. There are conventions all the time. There's plastic surgery conventions where you could, you know, do a deal with the organisers where you turned up and you had a booth and uh, you photographed the, their headshots or something. There's all sorts of a- arrangements that you can make mm-hmm. with – it just involves a bit of work on your part. You can approach cafes. You can approach restaurants. You can approach caterers and, and offer to shoot their food. And suddenly these caterers, when people are, you know, well-to-do people are organising their parties, who do they ask for referrals? Do you know any good photographers? The caterer, mm-hmm. yeah, I do. I know Dave. He did all our food photography. There you go. You've got a referral. So there's things like that. You can go within the school. You can go to ballet clubs, sporting clubs, hairdressers. There's no end of the places that you can go and put yourself in, but it it involves actually – You've got to leave the house. You've got to go out because you can't convey tone and passion in an email. It's very hard. People need to hear your voice. They need to see your energy. It's kind of like dating, Val, you know. Yeah, for sure. It's not enough. Like, you know, you swipe right and then you meet the person. (laughs) Is it right or left? Why do you swipe? I'm not sure. (laughs) Whatever way you go, right? It's been a while since I swiped. (laughs) You meet the person, right? And then suddenly you go, I don't, there's something about their energy. You've got to be in front of the person to know if you, you know, want to spend more time with them. Okay. So I think that analog way is, you know, so you can work with, uh, and work with on a student film because that is that's one of those uh, nurturing a relationship that might be a student film that that person might be a student today in five years they might be the next Spielberg and you've got a friendship and they take you with them mm. right so yep, so definitely. that happens all the time so um 
an important thing on on the whole pricing is to uh, try and refrain from saying that you're shooting for free or getting into those competing on price. So you always want to get something out of the relationship. So you are shooting for folio or a personal project and you make that clear to the person. So you never, ever say that you're shooting for free because otherwise mm. they're always going to expect free. And yes. the whole thing on competing on price someone is always going to be cheaper. So you need to know when to back mm. yourself and walk away and know you go, no, I'm worth more than that. I know I know what I've invested in my photography. I know what, what I can do. I'm not going to compete on price because there will be. You'll find your people that, that are discerning and do value the kind of work that you do. Right? Mm, sure. Brings us the next thing which is perceived value so you want to be out there if you want to be shooting that next level of photography and getting those clients that do are discerning and do value what you do you've got to find them so Mm. um when it comes to perceived value, you think of something that is valuable. What what kind of uh, qualities do you say that, like, if you say, oh, my God, this thing is valuable. Why is it valuable? What what are the qualities, Val? Well, it's got to be quality, isn't it? It looks good. It, like, it's, it's made with substance. It's not cheap mm-hmm. crap, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's one thing. Yep. Um, professionalism without any doubt mm. in the presentation of the thing. Mm. Um, where, who else buys it? Yeah, proof. Mm. Yeah, social proof. So mm. all those things are going to help with your perceived value. Um, some other things, uh, you know, that it it is something that's uh, hard to get to. So if you're the photographer that's working for free and working for everyone and working at a budget, you're going to be known as the free or the cheap photographer. You want to be the photographer that's like the minute someone finds out that you're hard to book because you're so busy, everyone wants mm. you. It's like um, in the nightclub days, <laughs> you didn't want to go to the nightclub that didn't have a queue out the front. Everyone yeah. wanted to go to that nightclub. No one wants to go to the one that doesn't have a queue that's easy to get into. You want to go to the one that's busy. Everyone wants to be around, the you know, whatever's uh Hot, and that's that whole social proof thing. So if you mm. can find a way to get that uh, buzz going around you, and that that might be a matter of just getting um, people who you photograph to give you a, a testimonial that you put on your website or that you sh- you share somehow on social media. All right, so it's important to have, and and then the perceived value thing, Val. It's different mm. for everyone. So um, okay, so your paintings, right? Mm-hmm. You've got your paintings, you're getting your name out there, you're not far off from a solo at Guggenheim <laughs> or, you know, the Met. You're not far <laughs> off, right? But so that that perceived value. Now, in uh, in the abstract art world, uh, it's very different. So if you took your what, – what's a um, – if you took your paintings down to, let's say, the local um, – Rotary Club market, right, mm-hmm. where everyone else in that market was selling their their paintings for five or ten bucks, mm. and you're with the, the the kind of audience that attends those markets looking for art. What's their budget? Yeah. Five to ten bucks. Five to ten bucks. 
they're going to look at yours and they're going to look at your price tag and they're going to roll around on the floor, killing <laughs> themselves laughing because they can't believe they'll, they'll think that like, are you kidding? Have you, yeah. have you seen how much she's trying to charge for her paintings? That's ridiculous. I could paint that. And you start getting all of that stuff that people say about abstract. My, my daughter could paint something, but you know, yeah. all of that comes out, which is, the same stories that you hear about photography uh, yeah. from people who don't know any better and they'll go, well, yeah, no, I need a headshot, but uh, what, how much for a headshot? No, mm. no, Jan in accounts is doing them for 20 bucks and that mm. includes retouching. I'll just go to Jan in accounts, then send them to Jan in accounts because they're mm. never, ever going to change their mind. They're at the local Rotary Club market. That's their market. Let the photographers who shoot for that market shoot for that market. You're going to be at the high art end and you mm. will find that that client that is discerning. And here's the good news. When you find one person that's going to pay that rate, that understands mm. the value of good photography and the difference between uh, hacking something out on automatic with, without any, you know, extra work to it or compared mm. to something that's well composed, well lit and, and a good photo. Mm. Those people who appreciate that art, when you find one, you can find others because they hang out in packs. <laughs> so mm. the discerning client is going to have friends. Yep, so hopefully definitely. when the discerning client finds you, they're going to tell all their friends and then suddenly you're going to start meeting other ones and other ones. You just have to find that one. And so that's where it's important when you find that one that you get that social proof that they're giving you um, some sort of testimonial or there is that, that you've been such an ex so exceptional at your job in terms of they have had such an amazing experience with you from start to finish, from the moment you picked up the phone to the moment you delivered the photos and the following week where you followed up and made sure everything was all right to all the little extra things that you did to make their life easy to have that shoot, they're going to remember you because there aren't that many people around that go that extra level. So that's important. And then once you find one, they'll all start talking about you. Yeah, great. I agree 100% for sure. All right. So Ooh. finish up, focus on the experience, not your price. Take price off the table. When someone rings and asks about your photography, you start by telling them all the things that you're going to do for them. And this is so important mm. at that initial contact. Focus on the giving. Just give, give, give. Give them advice. Tell them what you'll do, all the ways that you'll, um, you know, everything that you can do to make their life easier as your client and the experience better. So you give, 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 and that is the secret to standing out and finding clients in a saturated market. Awesome. I love it. I hope that um, you got quite a few tips out of there, Isabel. And Isabel, and certainly anyone else who wants to get more clients, can I suggest that you have this particular episode on replay and jot down some of the actions that you can take and then pick five of those actions and do one per day. If you really can't do one every day because you've got a full-time job, then do one per two days or three days or whatever. But pick five and make sure you get some momentum going because if you just think about it and say, yeah, I'll go to a networking event one day or yeah, I'll do this one day, 
it'll just be something that you'll do one day and that one day will never come. So make sure that you write down at least five, well, as many actions as you can from this podcast because you can do the f- five first and then do another five later. Um, but uh, the key here is to take action. So thanks, Gina. That's the, That was a really good topic. I love it. No problem. Yeah, yeah. It's, thanks, Belle. So what's um, coming up for you? Okay, so I haven't had ahead. much sleep for the last week, so right. um, I'm tre- I'm treating myself tonight, um, mm. and I'm going to have uh, an early night. I'm going to bed with my iPad. <laughs> okay, how glamorous my life is, and I'm going to watch yes. Unreal uh, episode two, I think, which will be out tonight. No, and, it's out uh, tomorrow. Sorry. No, don't tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. You just break yeah. my heart. You yeah, got me sorry. back for the account of your Yeah, sorry. we're getting, I think we get it a little bit later than the US, um, well, but so sorry to break it to you. I had chocolate and everything. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've got other stuff to watch. So, and then, um, yeah, I'm finishing up. I'm in pre-production. I'm heading overseas in um, a couple of weeks, I think. So, uh, I'm working on that. This Jet is setter. so much going. That's pretty exciting. Cool. Yeah, very exciting. Are you able to tell us where you're going? I'm going to India and then there's a side trip somewhere that I'll work out and tell you, but it's nearby, okay. I think. All right, so, great. Well, what about you, Belle? <laughs> um, well, I think I will um, – So, because I finished season two of Narcos, I'm going to be watching season th- – I'm going to start season three. Are oh, they up to season three? I think they're up to season four. Really? Oh, that's nice when you've got that many down the track that you just, you know, know. it's sort of a bit greedy. But with Unreal, you get one a week and it's not even on the night that I wanted. It's all right. I'll cope. It's okay. Yeah, you'll cope. (laughs) Um. So yeah, so we'll see. Season three is definitely out, and um, it's it's just so well done. It's so clever. It's the acting is fantastic. It's uh, this isn't an ad. This is not sponsored in any way. It's, I'm just into no, we're it just at the fans moment. of television, and it's like I Can think we tell? are in in a golden era of like I don't think. Do, do you think TV's ever been better in your life? No, nah, it's so good. It's, it's so good. There's you know, too much. It's almost like, you know, it's you almost need to stop working for a year just to be able to watch everything. Yeah. Or just not be out, not have to sleep. Yeah, that's right. That's the main thing. Anyway, where do we find you online, Gina? <laughs> so you can find me at uh, ginamilitia.com and that's me on all the social medias. And if you want to connect with me in person and maybe th- if you're thinking about taking your photography to the next level, then you might want to check out the gold community. So that's at ginamilitia.com slash community. Um. Yeah, make sure you check that out. And you can find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram. And do feel free to connect with both of us on Facebook. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. That was delayed. (laughs) Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.